Hello and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name is Warren Shute and let's talk about the great decade ahead. This episode has been sponsored by IDELO, the price comparison website. Okay, so what do I mean the great decade ahead? We're deep in a pandemic and everything is going terrible. But let me ask you a question. How do you feel about the future? Uh, Are you optimistic, excited, neutral, frustrated? What are your feelings and emotions that you have about the future? And when I talk about the future, I talk about the next 10 years, talk about a decade. Um, conversation I had last week with a client, I expressed my excitement for the future and how optimistic I am about the next 10 years and what's going on. Um, it's fair to say that I think over the next year, next 12 months, we will be emerging uh, from this pandemic. I think I think that's fair to say, no one knows for certain, but with the way the vaccinations are going, what's going on, I think it's fair to say that we'll be coming out of that with our social restrictions that have all been put in a pl- good place to protect us. I appreciate that. My belief is that we've got this pent-up demand for travel, socialising, entertainment, holidays, fun, enjoyment, recreation. Okay, we've got this pent-up. We've got um, the the work building up. People have saved money during this period of time, so they've got capital, they've got cash. And then on top of that, we've got the new wave of technology. Uh, which is coming. I've seen my own business, how my own business has accelerated five, 10 years in the course of a year because we always offered a remote service. So we always used to Skype clients, but now we're completely remote. So we're completely remote. I could be set anywhere um, dealing with anyone. And that technology has enabled me to do that. It's not just me, the providers are well as well have, have geared up to this. So whereas before we would physically send you an application form to wet signature and then post back to us, which we would then scan in and then post off onto the provider, uh, we now just send you an electronic form for you to DocuSign, which can then get sent straight to the provider and no papers printed at all. And technology has allowed us to do that. And technology doesn't grow in a linear format because it learns on itself. And I think what we're seeing now is technology is going to really boost um, the next 10 years and see a growth in the economy. Uh, My 80-year-old mum, bless her heart, FaceTimes um, as if it's just a phone call. So she can use FaceTime and she gets on FaceTime with her family and stuff and it works seamlessly. Uh, My 95-year-old dad was over our house on Christmas Day when we were allowed them over and he used the Oculus VR set that I got and he was on a virtual reality tour through the Alps and he absolutely loved it. We've now got a new leader in America which we're broadcasting this from the UK but it affects us. You know, America is about 58, 60% of the world stock market economy. Um, So what happens over there makes a big difference in the UK. And we've got a president there who is committed to the Paris uh, Climate Agreement. He signed the US back into that. And you will then see the US driving green energy and renewables and sustainability Um, along with China, who's also committed to be carbon neutral by 2030, I think. Whether they hit their targets or not is kind of irrelevant because it's the journey, the progress that they're doing that will drive the economy. It's those things that you will have to make changes yourself in heating and renewability of your um, 
sustainability of your purchases and those will be expenditure and then and you'll have companies selling these things or making more money so they will spend the money in other areas so they'll they will make more money so they will then go and buy more gardening furniture for example they'll go on another holiday so they or they'll go down to their local um restaurant and eat more often so it's not just those individuals that benefit from it this is how an economy works it it, it spreads out so you've got one person's income I earn some money. I now go and spend it and get renewable products, re uh, sustainable heating I, in my house, in my office. That company owner then makes some profit and that company owner then goes and spends that money in the local restaurant, takeaway, holiday, whatever it might be. Professional services, moving house. And that's how the economy goes. And I can see the next 10 years being a huge success driven on the back of this sustainability. But it's not just sustainability. Um, you know, arguably, China is ex aggressively accelerating to be the market leader in the world. Um, at the moment, it's, it's chasing um, the US. Um, you're already seeing uh, Tencent, Alibaba, and, and such like growing in the US, making a big difference and becoming huge companies in their own right, um, which are challenging the likes of Microsoft, PayPal, and all the US giants. So none of this is bad per se. This is good because it's innovation, it's growth. It's going to make our lives easier. But I think this is what's going to make the next 10 years much bigger than the last 10 years. So how can you benefit from it? It's all very well saying, okay, yeah, great, Warren. Everything's going great, but I just sit here in my house in small little town in England. You know, what difference does it make to me? Now, you can participate in this. So all these companies... Well, not all of the companies. Yeah, probably say all the companies that I've mentioned, actually, yeah. All these companies that make up uh, the world economy are probably part of the MSCI World Index. So MSCI, Morgan Stanley Capital Index. It's a world stock market index. Okay, so it's not a fund, it's an index. And it measures how well the world stock market performs. Now, in that index, you have got companies like Apple, Google, Amazon, Tesla, Johnson & Johnson, Visa, all big brand names that you'll be aware of. And for less than 1%, you can get access to that. You can, for less than 1%, you can buy into that. Now, this is a great place to park your money for long-term growth because rather than betting on one individual company or betting on the Euro Brexit deal or betting on Bitcoin, even worse, you're just betting on the world. You're betting on capitalism. You're betting on companies out there doing fantastically well over time and taking part in this and growing and making a big difference. Um, so, you know, it, you, you don't really even need to be smart in respect of understanding company analysis. You don't need to look at company accounts, calculate profitability and cash flow and debt and all exciting things like that, which I actually quite enjoy. It's quite geeky. I appreciate that. But um, you can just ride the wave. You can just ride the wave and your focus has to be on long term. And when I mean long term, at least five years, preferably seven or more. Um, and just ride the wave. Just enjoy the growth of the world stock market. So here we have it. Let's see how it actually does perform over the next 10 years. Maybe I can come back in 10 years time and just say, hey guys, I did say, and I'm pretty confident that we will see a tremendous return in the world stock market over that period of time.
So five things about the world stock market, just so you uh, um, get to know a little bit more about it. So uh, the MSCI World Index is actually 66% the US and only 4.3% UK. Now you might think, well, I live in the UK, I should invest more in the UK, but not necessarily. You know, it doesn't make logical sense for you to do that. Uh, what makes logical sense is for you to allocate your money in relation to how those economies have an influence on the stock market. Or should I say how those stock markets locally have an influence on the global stock market. Um, it's likely that it, number two is likely if you already invest, if you already have a pension, that you have a slice or you have some input in the MSCI World Index, um, because most pension funds will use that as a global access vehicle. Um, number three, some sort of key points. So the best one-year return of the MSCI World Index was sixty-seven point seven percent. That's just stellar. 67.7%. That was back in 1982. The worst one-year return, and this is really important because you really need to expect this to happen again in the future. The worst one-year return was negative 36.6, and that was back in 1973. So they were 12-month returns. They call them year, but 12-month returns. Not calendar, but 12-month returns. Uh, the best and the worst. The average, I haven't got it in detail, but I'm 90% sure it ticks around about 9 to 10%. Obviously, it depends on what period you look over, but about 9 or 10% a year on average. Okay. Uh, number four, the biggest constituent or the largest constituent of the MSR World Index is, drumroll, you guessed it, Apple is the biggest constituent of the MSCI World Index. And number five, um, talk about diversification, okay? Diversification, the MSCI World Index holds 1,585 companies globally, which represents around about 85% of the world market. So you've you definitely got the majority of the world market nailed when you buy that. So how do you buy it? How do you buy it? Well. What I would say to people is the best way you can get access to that is through my own site, Lexo. Now, I say that and I pause before I say it because it sounds like it's a pitch, but it's not. It's because I wholeheartedly believe in it and it is true. So on Lexo, I offer direct to consumers without going through a planner access to these funds. They're portfolios. So rather than just give you a fund, um, I've kind of taken the guesswork out for you and I've created portfolios. So there's 10 portfolios on the site. The 10th one has 100% equity, so it's Lexo 100, going all the way down to Lexo 10, which only has 10% equity. So if you want lots of return and lots of high, much higher risk, you go down one end. So that's gonna give you much greater risk uh, return over long term. But if you're more cautious and you think, oh my goodness, Warren, a 36% fall in that portfolio or my investment would really scare me and I'd bail, then you need to tone down your risk and come down the scale a bit and use something more cautious. So. I lay them all out, all 10. You can see the historical returns, the volatility and how much they've fallen. And you can then choose, rather than just choosing the MSI World Index, what we do is we give you access to that. You get access to that. You get access then to dimensions of return. So there are sectors that, I use the World Index because it's simple and it's straightforward for people to understand, but there are sections of the market that perform better. Value companies over time have performed better. better. Smaller companies have performed better. Emerging markets have performed better. Not every single year, um, but overall, so we give you exposure to those as well within the portfolio, and then we dilute the risk 
uh, with some of the portfolios using short-term and medium-term bonds as well. And by the time you watch this, it's very likely that all those portfolios will have an ESG screen on them as well, which means that they are environmental, sustainable, and have governance criteria met so that the carbon emissions technically on them are around about 70% less than the MSCI world as a whole. So you're getting MSCI world type returns plus a boost hopefully over time not every single year over time because we've got higher dimensions returns and you're stripping out the carbon emissions so it's what i do for my own clients at lexington um, and i created lexo a number of years ago to fulfill the need for investors who didn't want a financial planner they just wanted to invest um, using the same funds that we do so that's lexo.co.uk lexo.co.uk in the news this week, uh, the FCA are concerned about uh, scams that are going on, um, people trying to sell on the back of Bitcoin doing so well. Um, and basically what they say is, hey, look, if you're being offered something that sounds too good to be true, it normally is. If they're trying to rush you into making a decision, don't do it. You know, I had a client this week trying to rush into a bit of tax planning decision before March 3rd uh, budget. And I just don't like it. I won't participate in that. I don't think you should make long-term decisions quickly. You should make long-term decisions slowly and just make sure methodically understand what you're going in for. And if anyone's promising you anything that you're a bit unsure of, then don't go with it. Um, the FCA have a uh, scam smart site, which is www.fca, so financial conduct authority, fca.org.uk forward slash scam smart, scam S C A M S M A R T. Um, but um, yeah, and there's also an FCA register as well. So whoever you're dealing with, um, go to the register, which is register.fca.org.uk and click in their details. And if they're not on the register, then don't deal with them. So second thing in the news this week is about changes in the tax regime and pension regime in the run-up to the budget on March 3rd. So do you know what? There's been, there have been so much speculation, particularly in the national press, about tax rises and pension losses, this, that, and the other. Um, you know, what's going to happen? Again, I, I, I think the economy is too fragile right now to withstand any tax changes. And I think it will be a fairly modest budget now i might come on air in a few weeks time and stand corrected but i don't think there's going to be an awful lot in line of income tax capital gains tax and tax rises because they affect everyone and um everyone is in a tricky situation right now we're almost at the pinnacle of things about to get better and what he doesn't want to do is slow that recovery. This is a chancellor, Rishi Sunak. He wants a swift recovery. So he wants to support people through that period. And what you do, what you need for a swift recovery is low interest rates, which we've got, and low taxation, which we got pretty much at the moment, particularly compared to the rest of Europe. So he wants to encourage that. So when we start coming out, and we're not really coming out yet, but when we're coming out, I can then see there being some changes in taxation. But hey, Let's see. Hold me to it. Let's have a chat um, on the week after March 3rd and see how we get on. So a couple of readers questions this week. First one came in and they said, my wife and I don't have a wham. Sorry, my wife and I don't have a wham. Or is it now Sam? Sit about money. And I got to say, I love that. I thought that was so cool. I will be using that. I'm going to copy that. Maybe it wasn't my idea. Uh, we use our credit cards to earn points. Do you believe the benefits of wham outweigh the points? Okay. Look, you've got to be honest and truthful with yourself here. Are you good with money? 
and you can tell whether you're good with money or not, is do you every single month repay your credit card balance, i.e. you do not pay interest on those? If you are, and do you stick within an allowance? So you have a an allowance figure in your head. Let's say, for example, it's 400 pounds, 100 quid a week. Keep things simple. Um, do you stick with that? Or actually, are you going above that consistently? Now, you don't have to stick with it every single week or month. It has to be like an average over time. That's really what counts. I think last week's session, I spoke about averages and compensating, pulling back and that kind of thing. And that's really what counts. We have fluctuations in our life. But um, what I would say is it's fine to use the credit cards only if you meet those two criteria. You pay the balances off full every single month, no exceptions whatsoever. And on average, let's say over a three-month period, you stick within your allowance, your WAM allowance. If you keep meeting those criteria, then I'm fine with it. You know, at the end of the day, the money plan was um, originally written for people who um, didn't find their way with money. Uh, needed support and I liken it to um, a diet or a nutrition so if you are have poor diet and don't work out then you shouldn't have chocolate and beer in the fridge if that's your go-to things but over time when you're fitter you can then substantiate that a little more you could have a little bit of that and enjoy it and you're more in control so it's no different with money um, so if you're under control in control then yes yeah, sure do that because um, counting those points on your credit cards does help uh, okay, second question came in. He said, um, I am now in a position where I can start to invest. I have saved over three months worth of spending uh, and I'm sitting, and they're sitting in NSNI bonds. I'm finding it difficult to make a decision on how and where to invest. Okay, so I've just gave it a huge plug, but I'm going to do it again. And the reason I'm going to do it again is because um, I believe in it. I genuinely believe in it. So Lexo.co.uk is basically an independent site. So I am not restricted to any fund out there, okay? So I can choose any fund, whether it's a Vanguard fund or a Fidelity fund or whatever fund manager name you want to put on the label, I can put it within that portfolio, okay? Um, and rather than giving you funds to buy and you do it yourself, it's almost like going to a nutritionist and, and, and saying, okay, well, look, you know, put your meals together. And you'll be like, well, I don't know. Am I supposed to have high carbs, low carbs, high fat, low fat, no sugar, a little bit of sugar, high fiber, no fiber? What do I do? Do I have greens? Do I have meat? Do I eat red meat? Or do I just eat chicken and fish? You're not supposed to know everything, okay? You're an expert of your life and what you do. And when it comes to this sort of thing, I've been doing it for 26 years this year. I kind of get good at it. So rather than giving you individual funds to choose, I've given you package solutions, so portfolios. And because no one portfolio is right for everybody, I've given you 10 to choose from. And the 10th one is the most adventurous, Lexo 100, has 100% stock market exposure. And for some people, they go into that and they love it because it gives them a lot higher return. It gives them more volatility, more roller coaster ride, but they, their, their outcome is that long-term growth, that return. Whereas others look at it and think, well, I would just be fearful if that happened. I wanna be a bit more cautious. This money, you know, I want it to grow a little bit. And if it grow by inflation, I'm happy with it. So let's tone it down, have it more of a stable ride. So they bring it right down and they access the more cautious ones. And it's for you to choose. And there's a risk profiler online. You can choose and, and just go through it. So I, I, I think it's the best of both worlds. You can choose, I can have any fund in there. So it's independent. And rather than giving you individual funds to choose from and you making up the mix and maybe making that mix incorrectly because you don't know any better, um, I've put the portfolios together. If you have a, a portfolio solution. And at the end of the day, I'm there to ask as well. So if you have any questions, you can just give me a shout. So um, 
I, I quite proudly give a plug to lexo.co.uk, which I think is a great site. Okay, that's where I would invest the money. Uh, so last section is Smarter Spender. So Smarter Spender is sponsored by Adilo. Adilo is a price comparison website that I have been using for a long time now. I forget how many years. Um, and my children use it and I wrote about it in my book and we just sort of started speaking and I said, well, yeah, you know, it's a great fit because this is an education site. I do it to help people make better decisions. But what's really important to me is it's my reputation and I want to make sure that I am congruent with what I'm suggesting and recommending. And Idealo is something I use and my kids use, so I'm very, very happy about it. And even Vince, who edits this, he's the uh, brains behind the show, uh, uses it because um, he's helped me buy some things uh, for my office, some headsets and stuff. And he sent me through Idealo links, which I loved. I thought that was fantastic. Um, so we can see on that. Okay, I can see where we're going to get the best price of these things. So Idealo is a price comparison site. You simply type in the item that you want, whether it's headsets for your computer um, or whatever you're looking to buy, and then it will go off. Um, I, I put aftershave in yet last night, actually. I'm buying myself from aftershave. So I even put aftershave in, and it, the brand, everything I wanted, and it came up, and I was surprised where the cheapest places were, but it enabled me to go and get them. So it goes off, and it finds them, comes back, um, and then you can do it. You can just uh, buy through their site as well. So they then sponsor the site. So they help me with some data, which makes it a little bit more upbeat and fun. And the first thing they do is uh, what they think is going to dip in price this week. So they've got fridges coming in about 17% cheaper this week than last week. And they've got perfume, which is perfect. So I imagine aftershave or eau de toilette comes into the same category. It's 11% cheaper than last week. Now, one thing I didn't say about Idealo, which I love, is it gives you the price history. So I can see if a price is going down or if it's going up or whether it's actually peaked for some reason. So I just wait a couple of weeks. Um, so, uh, yeah, good. I better get on that. And I never actually press buy. Um, I think my wife told me to get off my phone because um, we were watching TV. Um, this is a good time to be thinking about buying trainers. So trainers, apparently, on average, the price of a pair of trainers or sneakers, as the kids like to call them these days, in February is £49, which is on average about £10 less than other times of the year. So that's pretty cool. Pretty good saving if you're going to get some trainers. But I wish my kids would wear £49 trainers. I don't think they do. Um, but they think people will be buying face masks. And this was really interesting what they came over. They said that over in Germany, new regulations were implemented in January requiring people to wear medical grade masks in the supermarkets and on buses, trains and trams. This means that shoppers and passengers will have to invest either in the blue surgical masks or the more expensive FFP2 or N95 masks in order to comply. So... Um, yeah, they think people will be buying the more expensive masks uh, to keep themselves safe. So um, I've tried the N95 masks and they're, they're hard work, I found. Um, you know, they're going to keep you safe. I'm the blue surgical mask kind of guy. Um, I keep meaning to get a nice reusable one because I don't like the fact that I'm using disposable masks. Um, but we burn them. So I think that's the right thing to do rather than let me go to landfill. But you never really know. I do my best. But hey, um, this has been the uh, Money Planner podcast financial education for the nation i hope you've enjoyed it uh, keep sending your questions in it makes my job a lot more enjoyable and hopefully you get some value from the answers that i give and until next time stay safe and take care